Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. Thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your grace and all the good things, Lord, that you've given us. We pray and commit this session into your care. Everything, Lord, that we discuss, we pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us onto deeper truths about your word on the topic and we'll be able to reach and teach many people and hopefully bring couple to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Hey. Welcome to the Tefila Media Podcast, where we take the time to slow down, self-reflect, and talk about the goodness of God. I'm Ike Della. And I'm Lawrence. Together, we're the co-founders of Tefila Media, where it is our mission to spread the goodness of Jesus as far as the little part of the internet can take it. We pray that you're touched and encouraged by our journey. Media yep. season two, mm-hmm. wow. Ike yep. and Lawrence. Yep. We are so excited, Lawrence. Oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Was the summer excited. was too long, and um, I was waiting for was this. It was too long, it was too long. I mean, it was, I break, think it was hot. Yeah, the break was fine, it was just too hot. Yeah, it was, in hot. my opinion. And Florida, it's not <laughs> Florida, was not welcoming at all, but I'm not, yeah, Spirit Airlines did their thing and they did whatever. Oops. And I didn't like it. They canceled my flight. I'm still gonna hammer on this. Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. Shame on you. Thank you. Yep. No. That voice you just heard is actually our guest for this episode. The first guest. Season two. <laughs> this season is gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be good. It will yeah. be. Yep. Yes. Because we're starting it with. A very good friend of mine, um, Mrs. Claudia Adade. Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, she's a mm-hmm. singer. She's a worshiper. She's a wife. And yeah. she's also one of the owners or the founders or the speakers and the authors of little gold nugget it's actually available on spotify on apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. i listen to it on apple Podcasts a lot like mm-hmm. she doesn't know well i think i do say <laughs> sometimes like hey you know i like that last episode and she's yeah, like yeah oh. you're a big supporter so i appreciate that Lawrence. <laughs> of course of course so claudia thank you very much it's really an exciting opportunity to have you here it's an honor and a privilege yeah to have yeah you. i'm yeah. blessed to be here thank you guys for thinking of me of course, of course. we did think about you last season uh, but <laughs> we actually said there'll be no better way to start the second season than with someone who would give us wisdom and counseling on how to actually deal with the issues that happen in life, you know? Awesome. Awesome. So during the Olympic, um, one of the major news that happened around um, Simon Biles was mental health, you know, and that's something which people applauded her for coming out and putting her mental health first and others were saying mixed things about it. So it was all that, but mental health has become a very important topic that's going around 
and the news yeah. and around these days. And so there was no better way to start the season than to talk about that very important topic. So I will give it over Absolutely. to Naj. She's gonna continue. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Lauren. So, yeah, so mental health as Christians, um, especially from, you know, an African background, mm -hmm. um, it's, I feel like it's a topic that has been kind of swept under the rug, kind of like not really talked about. Um, yeah. So we just want to talk about it. This season is all about talking about the struggles, you mm -hmm. know, of Christians in the real world. So we, mental health is our first um, topic for this season. We just want to mm -hmm. kind of talk about it and just tell us more about why you decided to, you know, go into the realm of counseling and um, trying to help people um, through that route, through counseling. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mental health is a significant, significant detriment to Christians, non-Christians, anybody and everybody in the whole entire world. And it's interesting that you even mentioned the African culture because I'm very passionate and very much driven to actually go back to my parents' homeland, my homeland of Ghana, to actually educate more people in the country about mental health. I think that when it comes to um, Christianity, a lot of times we are taught to lean on God, trust God. You know, it's not really what you say it is. You're just going through something. It will pass. You know, God will deal, you know, will take care of you, um, which is all true. Yeah. Um, but the way I also see it is that, you know, if you have a headache, you still take pain medication. You know, if you have backaches, you still go get the x-ray. You still have the doctor do a surgery on you, on your spinal cord. You mm, know, yeah. if something help, hurts you physically, we don't have a problem going to the doctor, getting medical, you know, um, uh, you know, advice and medical, you know, procedures done. Just, but when it comes to anxiety, you know, things such as being worried, um, depression, you know, a lot of times depression looks like laziness. It looks like not no motivation. It looks like you're not trying hard enough. So especially in the African culture, you know, you're shunned for being depressed. Um, you know, it looks like you can't take care of your children. You're not taking care of your family as the breadwinner, as the man. Um, so even, you know, in the American culture, a lot of men who suffer from depression cannot open up about it. Um, but what started me in this field was actually I did want to work with children. I felt that children mm. didn't really have a voice and really didn't get a chance to learn how to articulate what they were feeling. So they did what they knew, which was to act out, have tantrums. Mm. So I wanted to work with children and I realized working with children, I need to work with the parents and working with parents means working with families and families typically start with two people coming together Um you know, most often through marriage. So I went into yeah. marriage and family therapy and I initially started off actually working in the field with just adults and individuals. Um, and I did work with some families. So um, my passion is just working with the core family and really solidifying that, um, developing resources and ways to cope. Because I believe that we all go through these you know, mental health challenges. Um, and the best thing we can do is cope until we receive healing or we learn a better way to live, um, you know, with, with those um, challenges decreasing over time. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. So it's so amazing. You said you started wanting to work with kids and mm-hmm. then eventually it evolved to like the family. So it's yeah. just, I feel like it just shows us that the the counseling is for everybody. Yeah. It's, you know, um, there are, I'm sure there are kid therapies, therapists mm-hmm. and like adult therapists, but ultimately everybody at some point, if you're counseling a man or a wife, mm-hmm. at some point he would have, she would have to bring in her husband and they're going to have to go through the counseling together. Yeah. So it is important. And um, coming from, you know, the background that we come from, honestly, if I, before I came here into this country, mm-hmm. mental health wasn't something that I've heard about. Like right. it wasn't something, you know, that I knew of. Right. It wasn't something that I, I even thought about, you know, but now I'm aware of it. Um, thanks mm-hmm. to like, you know, education, thanks to going to school. Um, I am a registered nurse. So thanks to that as well. Yeah. Um, I hear about people going through stuff. Um, and so what would you say, what would you say about, um, you know, men of God that talk about, let's say, um, you can't be, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't be, you, you can't be anxious. Don't mm-hmm. be anxious for anything, yeah. you know, but through prayer and supplication, yes. make your request known to the Lord. Yes. Um, so it's like you, you say you are anxious or you say you're depressed. It's, it sounds so crazy to them. Right. Like you can't be, you can't be fair Christian. Right. Like what are you talking about? Um, what would you say to someone that's going through a hard time and has been told this by their church yeah. without, without making the church, you know, look bad. Because yeah. that's not our goal. Our goal is really not to make the church look bad. We just want to make us better. Yeah. Uh, we want to make us hear um, people better. So give us an idea of what you would tell maybe a friend or yeah. even a new a, a new visitor in church that comes to you. Yeah. Um, well, what I would say, because um, I've been studying healing in the Bible, um, and I was always wondering, you know, what was it really like you know, when they talk about people who are suffering with demons inside of them, like convulsing and, you know, how did they interpret that in that time? And, um, you know, I just really been wondering because when, when you look at Jesus and him healing, they went to him and they asked him for healing. Um, but he never said anything about not going to the doctor or not confiding in, you know, people who have studied, you know, about ailments, you know, there's still medicines, there's still ailments and stuff. So I don't think the Bible tells us do not seek that, you know, but when it doesn't help, you know, like the woman with the issue of blood, there's also Jesus. There's Jesus at all times. There's, you know, I think both can exist all at the same time, but on different levels. Really, if you want healing, you can receive healing from anything um, that, you know, Jesus died on the cross for any and every ailment that we will ever suffer. Jesus went through depression. He he had his times where he was low in spirit, where he was disappointed with man. He was angry, you know, so we have to really understand and look at the fact that, um, yes, we can pull out scriptures that say count it all joy. You know, but then we can look at Job. I mean, look at his situation. He lost his whole family, all his riches, and he had boils all over his 
his body. And I used to question, I'm like, well, why do people look up to Job? Because he was crying <laughs> a lot of the time. He was yeah. like, what's going on? Lord, I know you're faithful, but I don't understand. What is my life about? What is the point anymore? He was really going through depression. David went through depression. David lost his child. You know, so we have examples and you can only imagine the ones that, you know, we didn't hear about Joseph. We didn't hear about him, but you can only imagine your, your, your brothers threw you down the pit. You went in, you went to jail for two years for not doing yeah. nothing Oof. you did. You know what I'm saying? Man. So you can just imagine that naturally we have these feelings. We're living in our flesh, right? We're born into sin. So that's why I wanted to work with children, work with families, because it's natural things that we go through that I believe. <laughs> We get disappointed in life. We get down in life. And through it all, I'll use Job as an example. Yes, I believe he was depressed, but he did rebuke his friends for speaking against God, for speaking that things that God did not, was not about, did not reflect who God really was. He wasn't being punished for anything he did. He was just going through what God had allowed him to go through. And a lot of us struggle because like, why is God doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? But it's really not about, you know, God doing something to you, but it's how you have faith in him through it all. So you can have faith and you can also reach out to a professional to just help you organize what you're going through and validate what you're going through. I think a lot yeah. of people lack that validation that you're, you know, going to a psychologist or a therapist doesn't make your problems go away. People go to therapy for years struggling with depression because it's just yeah. sometimes how it goes, but you can still seek that person that gives you good counsel, that gives you support that people around you may not understand. And then when you learn more about it, you educate everybody around you. They grow to know they can also attend and grow and, and be better in themselves as well. So ultimately yeah. I feel as though the way that we would, go to the doctor and get a report. You can go to a, a doctor and get a, a, a mental health checkup, check in. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's so good. So, so good. And what I got from that was there's also Jesus. Cause at the end of the day, mm -hmm. really um, Jesus should be all in all. Yeah. Jesus should be like, you know, our, our main depender on, but it's so important for us to also know it's okay. It's mm. okay to be in counseling. It's okay to be in therapy. Yeah. Um, it's not a stigma because I, I feel like it used to be. Now it's better. I think it's better. I don't know if it's that much better in our churches, but um, at least in the um, Ghanaian community, amongst my friends, mm -hmm. you know, and me, um, I think it's a little, it's a little bit better. It doesn't have, you know, as much of a stigma as it used to. Yeah. There definitely is a stigma. Um, absolutely. And I'm, you know, but I think that God gave me this passion for this type of work. There's a reason why I didn't become a medical doctor. And it's not because I didn't want to do the schooling, which I didn't, but God gave me a passion for, you know, counseling. I want to talk to people about how they're feeling. And I did, you know, growing up in the church and like you look at people and then you learn, you know, you, you hear their testimony and I'm like, so, but how were you smiling in church all this time? And I'm like, when I was going through something, I used to feel bad. Cause I'm like, isn't God enough for me? Like, shouldn't I be able to pray through this? Shouldn't I be able to be cheerful and, 
and praise God through this. Why is this so hard for me to do what I believe is expected as a Christian to do? But then I also learned what if you really can go through this, but it can even strengthen your relationship to God. I feel like in my darkest and deepest moments, I drew closer to what I knew Mm. was for me, which was God. Mm. Nobody could really understand me. Nobody, everybody tried to give me their counsel from what they knew, from what they saw in my life, but God saw through me. So he could counsel me at the deepest part of me Mm. that nobody can counsel me on. Yeah. You know, so I really understood that feelings, emotions, you know, are, are valuable to be counseled, to be, you know, examined and processed. And if it has to take a third person, then what is wrong with that? Mm. Yeah. You know? And how many times in church do we, like you said, during testimony time, like people, I just feel it's like, I feel like in church, there's so much pretense, right? Mm. There's so much pretense. It's like your testimony has to be a positive one, mm. right? Your, your experiences, like you can't, at least in my experience, in my experience, I would say that sometimes I feel like there's no, it's not genuine enough. Like you can come, I've, have, I've not, I don't remember the last time I saw someone come give a testimony, you know, mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just saying that I, some, I feel like testimonies are just not, they don't feel genuine to me. Some of them, not all of them, but because everybody's happy go lucky. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it realistic? Like, mm. you know, and as a child in the growing up in church, you see these things and you feel like you're going through something. You feel like you're not, you know, you're not supposed to be going through this stuff. Or like you you're said, the only one. you're supposed to be feeling, exactly. You're the only one that is feeling depressed. That is feeling, yeah. um, you know, like your, your friends are all happy yeah. and doing this. And then you are not the same. You are different. Mm-hmm. Why are you different? Like, why are you not happy? Why are you the only one that, you know, it's just, so I feel like we need to bring more reality into churches like more realness mm-hmm. um especially because we live in this world we are we are in the world we mm-hmm. are not of the world but we live in this world and we go through things that yeah. other people that are not christians go through mm-hmm. regardless of whether they are christians or not mm-hmm. so i think the um the best way would be to learn how to cope like you said so teach tell us some coping things that we could we could do for example you know mother of three <laughs> working <laughs> um five yeah. days a week yeah uh, household stuff like mm-hmm. tell us some things that you know we could do not just for mothers but like for mm-hmm. everybody in general that could kind of help us you know mm-hmm. give us some mental rest um in our busy busy lives that we have yeah um but i did want to touch on what you were saying because when we do give testimonies sometimes you know we want to give the good testimonies because if we start talking about what we went through then the church feels like they didn't do something right or they weren't there you know it's like how is it that you know just for example if like you know if the pastor's wife started saying like i was in your life but you that's your pastors, your husband, you know, it's like, how do you go through that? So, you know, a lot of people, you know, you, you can only be so transparent in the church without it looking some way, like what, what went wrong? Like what wasn't wrong? And it's like, it's not nothing, okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's nothing you could have necessarily done differently or anything. It's just what you went through. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times it's, it's just the, the culture of, the church. So 
Yeah, that's done on that. Um, so coping skills, <laughs> coping skills. The first thing I always talk to mothers is what are you doing for yourself? You know, self-care is most important because especially as the mom, there's this society, societal pressure to be everything to everybody else and put yourself at the very bottom. So I always start with self, you know, what are you doing to care for yourself? And caring, self-care means caring for yourself. It means doing something selfishly almost for yourself. Um, a lot of moms think that, oh, I'm going to the grocery shopping, shopping um, by myself. That's self-care because I just get to do it by myself. But the, that's really not because you're still putting energy towards doing something for other people. And they're like, oh, well, I'll just go window shopping. And then I'll also pick up something for the kids. And it's like, great. But what what rest did you get out of it? What did you gain from it? Were you worried about what you were going to pick out for the kids? Were you worried about how they were going to respond? Or were you just focused on yourself, what you were doing in the moment? Um, another coping skill, a lot of us struggle with anxiety. Um, and that could be anything from just being worried about what's going to happen or worried about things that we cannot control. Um, a lot of people actually struggle with not being able to be in control of a lot of things in their life. Um, so there's techniques called grounding techniques. So something really simple is, you know, focusing on where you are, finding um, five things that you see, four things that you can touch, um, uh, five, four, three things that you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. So five, four, three, two, one using mm. all your senses. And that helps you focus on what you're going through right then and there. There's also breathing techniques that what I tell my clients is you have to believe that these work. It feels weird. It, it feels awkward. But actually, physiologically, when you are able to slow down your breathing, naturally, your heart start, stop, um, starts stops racing, slows mm. down. And then your whole body kind of responds. So when physiologically you start to calm down, then you can also start to calm down your thoughts. Mm. And also you can combat your thoughts. So anytime yeah. you start to think something negative, you don't allow it to dwell. You find some other thing to focus on or something else to think about in that moment. So if you're nervous about getting somewhere on time, you focus on I'm getting there safely. I mm. at least have some, a job that I'm going to. Um, but also a lot of people struggle with trauma. So that's something that, you know, you don't necessarily learn coping skills all the time, but you learn how to process what you go through, how to honor yeah. what you suffer, you know, how to acknowledge that you did suffer, that you get, did go through something and that it's valid that you feel angry, upset, hurt, disappointed, you know, even if it's a family member, a lot of people struggle with that. Um, yeah, so those are some yeah, thank quick you tips. for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Lawrence, did you have any inputs? Yeah. Um, Anything you want to ask? Well, first, thanks, Claudia, for those um, techniques, the coping techniques. W wisdom nuggets. I know, right? <laughs> golden nuggets. Little golden nuggets. <laughs> this is a bomb of nuggets, actually. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. I really appreciate that. I've just been listening, um, you know, and taking notes and learning um this is 
great because and I was talking to Ike Deller earlier. One of the reasons why we I I mentioned this. Um, one of the reasons why we picked this was because it's it's not only something that we've seen in the news. Uh, I, for example, have experienced this um, in the church. You know, we're not just talking about um, things happening out there, but in the church. Uh, I remember, I think, 2013, I had an experience and I went to my pastor at the time. I was like, hey, um, I think I'm getting depressed. You know, I'm having this. Mm -hmm societal ideations and he laughed at me and um, went to my beloved at the time and said that I was just doing it to seek attention of course that pissed me off and whatever whatever but that's you mm -hmm. you you said something just now you said honor honor the experiences that you've gone through you know mm -hmm. and that just popped up in my mind that wow I did go through that mm -hmm. you know and for me to be upset about that, it's justified, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I like to read a scripture um, in the Bible about a very powerful man of God, Elijah, in 1 Kings 19, verse 4. I like the amplified version. Actually, I take that back. I'll just do the New Living. It says, Elijah, then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. Mm -hmm. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. This is a man was, he did wonderful miracles. Like right here, mm -hmm. he had, after this, before this, he had performed a miracle you know calling down mm -hmm. fire from heaven jesus i, I would love yeah. that to happen but then see what happens <laughs> you know he yeah. is depressed suicidal ideations right there that's exactly what that is you know um, one of the questions doctors ask is have you wished that mm -hmm. you would, would go, go to, to sleep, sleep and, and not wake, wake up, up. You know, and that's what he was saying. Take me, mm -hmm. Lord, just kill me. You know, I'm better off mm -hmm. dead, you know. Yeah. But so it even goes to show that this is something that's in the Bible. It's something that happens to Christians and it's mm -hmm. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Like Agdella was saying, that stigma of mental health, mm -hmm. it, it, it has to be taken away. Um, the military is trying to make it normal like okay mm -hmm. take away the stigma so it. in the church as well we have to do the same thing Absolutely. you know it's not i don't lose faith because i'm going through i have a reaction to the things i'm going through right you know because i mean think about it you get a perfect storm and you're mm -hmm. reacting and then someone says come on why don't you have faith no 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 i'm in pain mm -hmm. <laughs> you know right. if a kid is crying yeah. because they hurt themselves they fell and they're mm -hmm. hurting and those blood and you're and i mean you're like oh well i shouldn't cry man i'm hurting yeah, yeah, you know? yeah absolutely <laughs> my receptors are saying there's pain so i gotta yeah. cry and so i yeah. think and so 
Thank you. Like I said, thank you very much for actually giving us those coping skills and making it known that, you know, this, it starts from our kids coming up because that's the only way we're going to be able to change things. It's not going above the people, but no, it's me going to the kids that I have in the future and saying, Hey, you know what? When you feel this way, it's okay. Um, okay, I will seek for help. If I can't help you, then we'll get someone to help you. But there was one question that I had for you. Um, Why should I go to a past, um, to a medical professional and not a pastor for my mental health issues? (laughs) I don't think it's either or. (laughs) I don't think it's either or. Okay. But, you know, when you're working with a therapist, Mm. you know, you're probably more open. This is the third person. The pastor is almost a part of your life. You see them every week. Right. Mm. So the way you might be open, if you have that relationship and your pastor can counsel you, absolutely. You can get two for one, you know, prayer and that counsel. However, some of us don't really have that open space with our pastor and Mm. he can only counsel so many people so deeply right so if you go to somebody outside who can give you even a different perspective right so i think another better question is should you go to a christian counselor versus a secular counselor right so Mm -hmm. it's it's really up to your choice because when you're going to deal with these things you you just know who you are comfortable in dealing with in those aspects some Mm. of my clients if they bring up the spiritual, like I've had clients who they said, this is a spiritual attack. And I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) You know, part of your, part of our strategies and coping skills that we're going to develop is a prayer life. Somebody Mm. else, I might talk to them about meditation, Mm. you know, but if the client brings it up, then I can't oppose it because, you know, and, but if they bring it up, I definitely take it there with them. I have a client who, you know, we talk about visions and dreams from Jesus, you mm. know, an encounter with Jesus. Right. So there just because I'm going to a professional outside of the church does not mean I don't touch on the same elements mm. that are spiritual. Wow. Spirituality mm-hmm. is a part of our psychological, you know, program that we even learn about. That is a part yeah. of how we identify ourselves. People talk about their spirituality. So you can do both. You can do one that makes you comfortable. The most important thing is that you're able to actually dig into what is actually the root of the behaviors that you are are doing that are not appropriate or not conducive to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is that needs to be our focus and where pastors need to be able to, you know, say that, hey, just as much as I trust a medical doctor for you know cardiology i also trust this psychotherapist Mm. that deals and studies the psyche yeah wow yeah and i think it could be it could be you could have a great like pastor who Mm -hmm. you know is is you know he knows that mental health is an issue and (laughs) is able to help um, yeah. And I wish that all, you know, I feel like it should be a requirement. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it should be a pastoral requirement for everyone, every pastor to be able to, you know, be level-headed mm-hmm. enough to deal with all sorts of, but unfortunately, especially in our um, 
part of the world is not um, always the, the issue, uh, the, the case. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, you have to always have to sometimes have to go out and um, seek help from mm-hmm. a secular therapist, which is not, you know, it's not bad. Um, yeah. My dad is a, he's a marriage counselor as well, okay. but he, he teaches um, other people to be marriage counselors. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he not he doesn't just do it, but he teaches yeah. um other people. And I don't I don't he prefers to teach like Christian couples. And um, mm. I think it's the best way because in teaching, in learning, you are also kind of learning about your relationship yeah. with each other. Yeah, and yeah. um I think it's like it's like a subtle way of mental it has so many mm. like exercises mm-hmm. that you do. Um on your own mm-hmm. and as a couple it kind of brings all these crazy things like when he's analyzing the results mm-hmm. right he he brings up like so you did this because of that mm-hmm. you did that because and it like kind of opens up your mind to like how you reason yeah. and why you guys are having arguments all the time i mean it's crazy mm-hmm. i mean the psychotherapy world is amazing in my in my opinion god is awesome for yeah. like giving us um giving people that gifts yeah. and i'm definitely appreciative of it because i know claudia you always ask me how are you doing are you <laughs> resting like how are you doing are you taking time to for yourself and i really appreciate it because i don't have many friends um that really ask me that mm. i mean lawrence asked me how i'm doing then he's like are you singing on sunday <laughs> so, <laughs> so i don't know i don't know but yeah i really appreciate uh, if, lawrence we can't hear you i wasn't saying anything i was, oh. I, was, I, was <laughs> I, I, I was trying to say it but i feel like the words were choked i was choked with my words and i was like I, I don't know what to say i mean i you know, I didn't text you because your phone said your notifications were off. I knew, I knew you were rested. So I mean, in my defense, you know, like, it's okay. Yeah, I would defend oh, myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that we definitely are learning and growing as people. Like I'm still learning and growing. I have a lot to learn to really be able to help people better. So. It's really as you the more, you know, the more you do better and share with other people, too. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what is decreasing the stigma is that more and more people are realizing, like, Uh, I need this. And yeah, yeah, this is vital. Um, This is just, you know, just like a doctor's checkup and you go to the dentist regularly, just check in on people, like check in on your friends and actually ask them, how are you doing? and yeah Yeah. and be willing to support them yeah 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 that's That's good that's good thanks thanks claudia um Mm -hmm. yeah uh, sure one of the things you did mention was um coping techniques you talked about meditation one of the things i do is listen to music yeah so that brings me to the next question and that question is turn up turn up during the summer they have this um they have this tradition so every september apple Mm -hmm. comes out with new products Mm -hmm. you know and i think during the summer some artists come up with new songs Mm -hmm. and that's the time when people turn up so this summer (laughs) really i know i mean that's that's it people plan their vacations they sleep during the winter eat bread and water during the winter then the spring and then during the summer when they they get the summer body and then they start and then during 
Christmas, they eat, they eat all the Thanksgiving, they eat all the chickens and everything, turkey, and then mm-hmm. go back to start. But yeah, so back to it. Uh, during the, the, yeah, what songs, two songs that spoke to you that were your top songs during the summer and why? Um, two songs. Um, one of the songs was um, the anthem by Dusan Oyakan. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. I think but you shared really, it. You can look it up. I, I shared it in the group. I don't. Yeah, y'all probably did. y'all didn't pay attention to it. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I really we like that song. We still love song. you. We still love you. <laughs> Um, but it says, you know, what you cannot do does not exist. Mm. And I I don't know. It just touched me. Just it's very simple song, very simple words. But the main verse is, you know, what you cannot do does not exist. And I just I don't know. It just hit me like, really, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Like, what can he not do? What can he not do? Mm. Nothing. I think I'm going to listen to the song now. Oh. And um, <laughs> another song that I like, it's an old song, is called The Altar by Psalmist Rain. Oh. But it's actually like a young man that also sings with her on the track. Um, but it just says, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'm just laying myself, I'm laying everything that I am at the altar. And it just really spoke to me just because of what I have been dealing with, like in my past, you know, through this summer, even the past year, um, through the pandemic and everything. um, I just really had to come back to my first love. And really, you know, when I thought I was leaning on God, like lean, lean on God and really believe that, he can do anything like there's really anything he he can do it. Mm. And so yeah. it's just a matter of if he wants to do it, how he wants to do it and when he wants to do it. Wow. So let me just continue in my faith and just lay myself and avail myself. So those are the two songs that really spoke to me this summer. Uh. Amazing. I'm going to listen to the song now. Now you, yeah. I feel like whenever you post a song, you should have like a little mini video explaining like this song is okay. this and that and then people actually like oh pay attention to that song <laughs> yeah. i get you yeah. i get you so many so many um good songs mm-hmm. but those are those are good i don't know any of them oh either one but, and I, either one yeah. but and and i think i know a lot of songs but maybe i just know hill song i don't know yeah. You're biased. My, 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 so I will listen to I will listen to the yeah. um the songs that you the one that you posted in the group. I just I see it right now. Okay. Um, I plan on listening to it oh, right cool. um, tonight after we're done. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Claudia. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you guys. Claudia. Like I think what you guys are doing is great. Um, is really something that the kingdom really needs. Like we need a space where we can honestly talk about um what it means to be a christian and mm-hmm. you know that's something that's really been heavy on my heart is like i really want to learn and also teach you know the real things about being a christian like what it really means yeah. in this present time so yeah. i think that with yeah. the way times are changing we also need to 
renew our perspective on Christianity. So I love yeah. this. Um, I love you guys. I'm so proud of you guys for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you thank very you, much. Thank you. Um, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Once again, I really do appreciate you coming. Yeah. And um, for our listeners, you had a wonderful gift today. Having yes. Claudia as our first guest i'm i can't tell you and you know like i said she has the podcast little gold nuggets it's a great podcast it equips it gives you information that equips you in living life like excellently i mean (laughs) you're doing your best in living life like it talks about every aspect of life and i i have loved it um yeah for single parents mm-hmm, the latest mm-hmm. episode is for you just so you know just yeah, yeah. how to deal with co-parenting and all that talked about money i mean like i said i've listened to it and i bother her a lot um <laughs> telling her like hey what's Hold happening accountable. i appreciate it i didn't it. know you had a podcast i need to go listen to it yeah i will send it really, to you Academia, you didn't know or you forgot no. oh really did you tell me before i didn't know Oh, oh wow. no! I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. he mentioned it to me today. Yeah. Oh wow! And I was like, oh, I didn't know. Shame on me! I need to do better marketing. Shame on me too. <laughs> I need to do better marketing. Yeah. But so. thank you, guys. Thank you for your support, Lawrence. I truly appreciate it, and I'm happy to see you also venturing out on this podcast journey. Thank you very much. I got the inspiration mm-hmm. from you. Claudia. Yeah. Tell Mr. Adadi mm-hmm. that we thank him for allowing his beautiful wife mm. <laughs> to spend the night <laughs> to spend the night with us yeah. sure sure i'll let him know i'll let him know he let me pass my curfew so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you guys yeah. thank you appreciate yeah, you thank uh, you guys it's, god bless you yep it's gonna be an exciting season exciting mm-hmm. um it is we have period. so many good things uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is the last quarter of the year which means there are a lot of surprises coming up all right yeah, yeah and uh, i'm super excited for what's gonna happen so once mm-hmm. again claudia i really appreciate you yes she, she found it. it yep that's, that's it. it yep so claudia thank you very much i thank honestly you. honestly honestly appreciate if I let me no, say, I'm we appreciate you. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be so much. Thank, yeah. thank you. you, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you. So now you can do your Ooh. outro now. <laughs> thank you guys for hanging with us and Miss Claudia here. We hope that we have said something that has triggered something that um, hopefully you would go and do more research on or ask questions. If you have any questions at all, um, definitely visit our Instagram page, the Fila Media, and leave us a question. Send us an email, shoot us a DM. Mm. No Nazis, uh, <laughs> but we'll answer any questions that we can. Uh, we are so grateful for all of you guys that have been interacting with us, and we hope that we can bring you good, um, useful topics this season. Mm.